The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome to episode number 116 of the LSR Podcast. My name is Matt Brown, joined each and every week by the brightest minds in all of the gaming industry with me. I have two of those minds in Adam Candy and Dustin Gowker. You should follow them on the Twitter machine because it's absolutely free at Adam Candy, two E's, no Y, at Dustin Gowker. And if you hate yourself, you can follow me at Matt Brown M2. Please go in, subscribe, rate, and review all the places that you find your podcast, Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, Google, all those places. We do appreciate it a ton. We're going to talk about a new entrant over there in New Jersey. What is going on for my friends in Louisiana? When are they going to get to be able to bet legally? What do the numbers look like coming out of Nevada now that it looks like the travel is starting to happen a little bit more? It looks like there are people who are coming back into town. What does that look like? We'll get the state updates as usual, but let's go ahead, Adam, and kick things off here. In Arizona, we at least know there will be a quadric, four a quad sports book here for people to go and try. And I say people, maybe even you and I, take a, a trip down to the border down there and uh, test out at least four different books that are going to go live. I think there could be quite the web series to be made of you and I driving down over the Hoover Dam and <laughs> signing up for new apps and enjoying all of the benefits and bonuses that we've never had here in Nevada. I feel like uh, when I read promotional offers on the air, I get very tired of saying this offer does not apply in Nevada. Yes, uh, does because not they, apply. they apply in Arizona and they will apply for uh, BetMGM for DraftKings, for FanDuel, and for Barstool Sportsbook. Those are the ones that have either confirmed to us or announced that they've received uh, sports betting licenses from the total of 20 that will be available in Arizona. Um, interesting to me, the full list isn't going to come out until tomorrow, and the Arizona Department of Gaming has treated this like nuclear codes in terms of who applied <laughs> in Arizona, but they are allowing the sportsbooks who get their licenses to give out the information early, uh, which does give them a jump on everybody else in terms of getting uh, pre signups and things like that going on, which seems to me to be a, a little bit odd, uh, considering they might not have approved everybody at the same time. So anyway, uh, such as the case might be, Arizona's launch date still on target for September 9th. Of course, uh, as you guys well know, uh, DFS, however, will get going this weekend. 
And Dustin, we uh, we look at the way that, you know, these other states have rolled out. And Adam said, you know, likely to be some fairly lucrative bonuses and things like that. I mean, we saw just a rebranding of William Hill to Caesars came with this massive new bonus thing. We've seen whenever DraftKings and FanDuel and MGM head into these new states that we are seeing, you know, some really eye popping stuff. And I, I, I imagine if you're listening to this podcast and you live in Arizona, you are probably going to be enticed to have multiple sportsbooks account, sportsbook accounts because I cannot imagine as we are leading. I mean, some of these other launches have not happened right as we lead into football season. I mean, this is absolutely fantastic for, you know, not only the books in Arizona, but probably the consumers as well. Hey, I'm getting a $20 free bet with a $20 deposit in Oregon. I, 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 I'm feeling pretty good about myself right now. But yes, this is land grab time in Arizona. Uh, you, yeah, you have this perfect storm of multiple operators going live right as NFL season starts. This should be, yeah, this is going to be big, but it is, it is strange to me that we're still sitting here like less like a week and a half, not even that away from a potential off start launch start of the NFL season. And we're still not even sure who, who all is getting in. I'm not even sure the operators know who all is getting in like DraftKings apparently found out for sure today because they, or at least was allowed to announce it today. Um, but there's a lot more operators coming out. We have these, the basically the four big ones here. It'll be interesting to see who else gets it. Uh, if they all get out on the same time, what exactly is going on? We don't, there's, it's kind of a black box. What's going on behind the scenes in terms of, of uh, how Arizona is rolling this out, but they are going to apparently meet this deadline of, of NFL season, which I have constantly uh, kind of, kind of thrown cold water on, but they're going to get there. Uh, whether it's the, the right thing or they have a, a smooth rollout remains to be seen, but yeah, it looks like next, you know, it offers this weekend and then next weekend you're going to be betting uh, at uh at Arizona Sportsbooks. Adam, how do you feel about a Volkswagen van? I think that our, I think this should take place. You and I, we get a Volkswagen van. It's us going to the border every week to make our bets. We document what's going on, the the awesome people that we meet, the strange encounters we have. I, I think this is a really good web series. True to life story. I was just in California down in the Ocean Beach area and saw a fully restored VW bus going by and thought, I need that. Uh, so I'm a hundred percent in on this idea. Uh, I, I feel like we need to not only contact our own video folks, but probably the networks as well. I, I, the only thing that could have made that story better was you said that you saw it and you said, I have to have it. And I went and made that man an offer and I came home with a Volkswagen bus. That would have been the only thing that could have made that story better. Dustin, we talk numbers here on the podcast and what is going on here in the great state of Nevada. Uh, Nevada always, as always, except for one other outlier, I think is usually the last report, but we have July numbers, uh, just under $410 million in handle in Nevada, which is a very, it's their best ever July. Uh, of course the Conor McGregor fight definitely helped things out there, but here, here's the, the wild one. And this is, this is always when we, you know, as we think about how sports betting is developed, there's always this narrative that Nevada was going to suffer as legal sports betting rolled out. The, the best number I can come up with is so baseball, uh, just about half of all wagers, just about a little more than that, $227 million in handle in Nevada. That would have been the best month in Nevada, like best July in Nevada, like five years ago, like just mm -hmm. by itself without with all betting included. So that is how much Nevada is growing as a sports betting market is that, you know, the increased adoption of mobile, uh, you know, bet MGM getting a little bit more into it, all of those things. Um, it's so we're seeing Nevada still grow. It's still being throttled, but it's still growing. 
Uh, but it does it does underline the point of how much bigger it would be if we didn't have that that pesky remote uh, in person registration still in place in Nevada. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, Adam, we're you know, look as as Dustin mentioned. I mean, there have been some improvements made. Of course, the the MG app, MGM app got a little bit better. IGT with Boyd got a little bit better when they, they introduced an app. We know that Bally's is coming at some point as they purchase the Tropicana, so they're coming as well. And so, you know, I think I honestly do believe that as the technology has just gotten a little bit better has to have it has to have helped with the increase in handle for the state of course we had a, a new entrant uh you know just uh, 18 months ago in circa and things like that which certainly helps as well but i i do think that people do, are appreciating that some of the tech is getting updated i mean the stations app here just got a read just got a rehaul which i can't even believe that that happened as well so i mean they're it's not anywhere near what they're getting in the rest of the country, but they are at least taking notice that they cannot go with just these primitive versions of these apps, at least. I mean, if you want to compare it in terms that I think everybody will understand, we've pretty well gone from Atari to 8-bit Nintendo, uh, while yeah, the rest yeah, of the country yes. has PS5. Uh, and <laughs> honestly, I'm not going to complain about that because yeah. that's still so much better than what we've seen. Uh, be aware, though, that, that there's probably a ceiling on that growth, no matter what company mm -hmm. comes in here. We just saw this past week uh, a consortium of 30 different uh, small operators in the casino landscape in Nevada. Of course, not surprisingly, led by Station Casinos and the Fertitas, the uh, former UFC owners who are again pushing against uh the removal of in-person registration. Uh, they continue to think that they can both advertise the STN sports app on some <laughs> roundly terrible <laughs> TV ads uh, and also try to force people to go to the casino to sign up. You can't compete in the arena and also try to make it worse for everyone. It doesn't work that way. Uh, All right, I'm done. I think about that every single time I see one of the commercials. I swear, I think like the, the same thought you just had every single time I see one. I'm like, what are you doing? You're the people who don't want people to use apps. Anyway, it's uh, it's fairly it's fairly hilarious. Um, let's talk about D.C. here, Adam. We know that we have had some very weird stories come out of D.C. Then we had, you know, OK, looks and more competition should help out that market a little bit more. What is going on there now? Oh, what is going on in D.C.? That's a great question just on its face. Uh, most recently, our Matthew Waters, who has been probably the best D.C. watchdog of anybody in the industry, has been checking in with the regulator there to say, hey, uh, remember that audit that you were supposed to do by May about the <clears throat> success or lack thereof of your Gambit app that has been a total flop in the market? Uh, where is that? And this time got a response back in an email that included the word slow with like six O's in it, saying that it has been a slow <laughs> process for the auditor put this report together that could ultimately lead to changes in the D.C. market. That's the thing about it. This report, which is likely going to come out in September now, uh, we're told, cross fingers on that one. Uh, if this report comes out and says what we think it's going to say, it's going to say, wow, we made a really bad choice when we decided to do a no bid process for Intralot, which has been a failure in sports betting now in multiple uh, jurisdictions with D.C. and Montana to go with them instead of opening up the market to competitive bid, because what they've also seen is William Hill, uh, which now Caesars and BetMGM have come in with either apps or retail sports books that essentially only operate at a stadium. 
only operate in one place and their apps are geofenced to a two block radius and they're giving Gambit and the lottery a serious run for its money. You can only get the apps within two blocks of a stadium. They haven't even launched the in-person betting at Nationals Park yet. It's it's just unbelievable uh, how badly they've messed this thing up. But we keep looking for this report because it feels like this report might be the first step to D.C. undoing some of the mistakes that it made. Dustin, it is a very crowded market over in New Jersey. We we know that just about everybody that can be somebody has launched over there, except for one of the big names that had entered the market. And uh, here they are. They are now yep, in New Barstool Jersey. Barstool Sportsbook, uh, as promised, in New Jersey now. Uh, and yes, joining a very mature uh, and a sportsbook market that's been around for a while. So it'll be interesting to see how they compete here. In other places, they, they're getting in a little earlier, even the in Pennsylvania, they weren't going against quite the headwinds that, you know, DraftKings has been live in uh, uh, for exactly three years now, I think. They, they launched the end of August in 2018. So that's what they're going up against here. It'll be interesting to see how much they, they carve out of market share, but uphill battle for sure in New Jersey, the most established market that there is by by a long shot. Uh, we know Barstool's probably coming to other states. You know, it's been, this was Kind of slow, PA, Michigan. Uh, now they're they're now they're really mm-hmm. gearing up to get into every other state where where sports betting is. Tennessee looks like it might be on the horizon as well. So, um, you know, Barstool, as we as we've talked about, uh, trying to challenge for a top three position, still looks like it's on the top four outside of FanDuel, DraftKings, and BetMGM uh, in, in that tier of second opera second tier of operators. So this is the start of seeing whether they can be a part of what is the biggest sports betting in this market in the U S in New Jersey. Yeah. No matter what you, no matter what any of us think or the people out there think about, uh, you know, what Barstool is as a company and things like that. I mean, if you look at the sports betting side of things, I mean, listen, the app is, is pretty good. It's pretty decent. They have a huge, robust, free marketing angle from being able to use all these personalities that they have, that I've have all their personal massive followings. And now they're getting free publicity from like from the PGA, essentially from like golf and everything, because this Portnoy is going to play Brooks Kepka left-handed or something or whatever and all this. So yeah, there's, there's the strategy, whether it ends up working long-term or not, don't know, but uh, whatever they thought Barstool's at least top of mind somehow way, shape or form with everything that is uh, happening out there. Adam, we have a state that is near and dear to my heart, obviously, born and raised there in Louisiana. Um, we were, Dustin and I were were on air last, we were actually recording this last week as the, it kind of dropped that Louisiana had passed these emergency rules. Uh, what do we know any further now? Do we know when this is actually going to go live and when people down in Louisiana can look to actually place a legal sports bet? Feel better this to this end if you're in Louisiana. You're going to get it probably before New York, and you're going to get it definitely before Maryland. Um, that's about as good as I can tell you because during football <laughs> season continues to be the, uh, the party line from Louisiana. So, look, the thing that they said was the biggest problem, that they did not have a chair of the gaming control board, has been remedied. And so the pieces are in place. The emergency rules have been approved. Now it's just a matter of getting your regulatory process uh, out in the hands of the operators, getting the applications all set and getting people up and running. We've seen from a place like Arizona that it can be done relatively quickly. Uh, And in fact, from the time that Louisiana passed its enabling law, 
this year. They've actually done a better job than Maryland, which is another state that went to the ballot uh, recently in terms of getting going. Maryland's probably not going to be up and running until sometime in April. Uh, and that seems less than optimal for a, a law that was approved in 2020 by voters and then came through the legislature this year. So football season continues to be the broad target in Louisiana. I would gather you're going to get it before the Super Bowl. That does seem like a fairly confident thing we can say. Yeah, and I, I continue to say, I think the numbers, maybe not in the first year, now that they're only going to be a partial football season, but I do believe that the numbers are going to surprise people when all is said and done. They're in Louisiana. The proximity to two major cities in Dallas and Houston, the business that was going across the border over into Mississippi, staying within the state, and even the uh, even business within Mississippi, if they're right there close to a border and can actually physically get to a casino as quick as they can just hop over the border and place a bet in Louisiana, I actually think that there'll be some interesting numbers come out of Louisiana as well. Dustin, let's close things out here with uh, some random thoughts I, here. I just on, want to uh, rant for like 10 minutes about college sports <laughs> and, and, and and sports betting. That's what I want to do. You, and, I, so I, how long do you want to listen to me talk about this? So, I mean, the, the other big piece of news this week is Caesars uh, Sportsbook, or Caesars as an entity in Sportsbook, doing a deal with the Fiesta Bowl in Arizona. So this is, this to me, you know, you had last year, Colorado and PointsBet did this deal. University of Colorado and PointsBet did a deal, uh, which we could, even, we could also talk about because Adam spotted something I know there today. But like, this seems like the lid is off on college sports being hands off on sports betting now. We have... You know, making no bones about it that this that Caesars is going to deploy their sponsorship as a sportsbook and is and and from a fantasy sports perspective as well. So, this is uh, this is kind of wild to me that we're seeing a not just like a, a little dinky bowl like the other Arizona bowl that Barstool was doing, but a you know a, a BCS bowl like that is that's mm-hmm. going to be a college football playoff bowl that is going to have a sportsbook tie in. This is wild to me, and you know we've had, just had all these examples just in the last few weeks, and I will. As long as there is blood still in my veins, I am going to shout from the mountaintops how hypocritical all of the NCA and all of these leagues were until they could freaking make money from it. It is so obnoxious to me that, you know, I mean, and the NCA is just like taking a pass on this. They're not even like involved. They're just letting it happen and like not not taking any ownership of this stuff at all. And so the Fiesta Bowl and, uh, you know, you're presuming going to see other bowl sponsorships now. I don't see why we wouldn't with uh, with with sportsbook tie ins. So. But you know, like I, I you know, I rate, you go back and read what the NCA was re- writing. This one, this was the best one from a. This was even pre the Paspa case in New Jersey. The um, case in where Delaware wanted to use had to expand its sports betting uh, offering. And here's what they wrote in a filing with the NBA, NHL, and MLB. The implementation of a comprehensive comprehensive sports betting scheme in Delaware would irreparably harm professional amateur sports by fostering suspicion and skepticism that individual plays and final scores of gains may have been. Influenced by factors other than honest athletic commission competition, this is a harm that cannot even begin to be measured, let alone compensated by money damages. Now, uh, <laughs> it's just wild to me that we're now in this world where basically, oh, sports betting's fine. We're making money. Who cares? Like, this is great. Like, it's it's and people just kind of gloss over it. And I'm like, I don't want people to let it go. This is this is like uh, sports leagues are hypocritical in a lot of ways and are and are awful entities in many in myriad ways. But this is one of the worst because they were stopping sports betting for years and years and years. And now just and you knew this would happen. We all knew this would happen, that the sports betting would become a thing that they embrace because they can make money from it. It is not the worst thing in the world, which we all knew. Uh, this brings brings it off into the light, out of the offshore sports books and into the light. So when I saw this, this is always the first thing I think of. 
you know, that between that and the NFL and allowing sportsbook commercials and, and this. So I don't know. I, I, that's my rant. I, I probably ran over, but um, there's also this other example with points bet that Adam saw. It's, it's just, we're, what, what's, it's, it's so wild what we're seeing with colleges now uh, in relation to this. Adam, the uh, the quote here from Nick uh, Caparelli, uh, the bowl season executive director, every sports entity is under pressure to increase revenue. It's logical that we're now seeing the gambling category open up, especially as we're seeing the laws in most states open up on gambling. I certainly expect more of this. Anytime somebody does something for the first time, it's going to open up some people's eyes to the opportunity it presents. Now, there is definitely some truth in that statement for sure. Anytime you're the first to do something, it is definitely going to be bigger than the person who does it second or third or fourth or whatever it might be. So there's definitely some truth in that statement through through what he's kind of saying here with all this. It's just, I guess, more than anything, and I guess uh, with, the, with the name image likeness thing kind of falling now and all that, I mean, I think the floodgates are kind of starting to open here for college sports in general. We're now seeing these mega conferences come together. I think the NCAA is, is a, as an entity in general is probably on life support, not anytime soon, but over the next 10 years or so. Uh, did this surprise you? I can't imagine it surprised you. What was the, what was the thought that went through your mind as you were sitting on the beach, uh, sipping an exotic cocktail? I mean, as exotic as domestic beer gets, but sure. Uh, so my first thought <laughs> when I heard about this was the NCAA's official stance is still anti-gambling, is still anti-sports betting. They haven't changed their party line. They have just taken what is either a cognitively dissonant look at this and said, sure, other organizations that are under the NCAA umbrella, go ahead and make money off sports betting while we continue to say that it's no good. Or they have chosen to just go head into the sand entirely and pretend that none of it is happening. Now, I would even give them that if they hadn't made the the name, image and likeness rules such that young men and women cannot profit off any uh, gambling related entity. They can't profit <laughs> off any alcohol related right. entity as though there's still some moral high ground there when the Fiesta Bowl is being sponsored by a sports book. I mean, like either come around and just admit it the way the NHL did, right? Gary Bettman basically came out and said, you know what changed money, right? It's okay now. Okay. You know what? You're honest. At least Mark Emmert is somewhere in Indianapolis hiding inside a windowless office and pretending that none of this is happening, or I don't know, encouraging it while it is happening. We wouldn't know because the NCAA is still treating it like it's a pariah while it's happening all around in its own organization. The wall came crumbling down when the federal law changed. I'm not sure I see a world with a sports book at a college stadium, but who knows? In 10 years, you could see that maybe that has contributed to one Dustin Galker uh, in the article that I'm looking at right here. Um, yeah, I mean, look, the the other I think the other, you know, interesting thing kind of in all of this is maybe it was more normalized, Adam, for you and I just because. UNLV has had a deal with William Hill for several years, you know, like you go to UNLV to a basketball game or you go to the football, like you've seen William Hill branding for, for years now, you know? So I don't know for, for me, I guess it was, I was kind of like, well, yeah, I mean, it makes sense to me. I get it that it's happening, but maybe I was just a little bit more, you know, numb I, I to the whole that. thing. I, I've just seen it I think so anyone who has lived in Las Vegas for yeah. any length of time is desensitized to a certain degree. But Matt, when that email showed up 
to me today into my personal email from PointsBet with a picture of uh, with Ralphie the Buffalo with a picture of Ralphie the Buffalo on a <laughs> rocket ship with the PointsBet logo next to him saying double your money if Colorado loses by less than 90 and then had a picture it said uh, authorized partner of Colorado right next to it. There's still something jarring to me about that, where it's being dropped into your yeah. email to say, hey, we're a partner of a university. And if this team loses by less than 90, well, look, is that not at least in the <laughs> vaguest sense of the word point shaving adjacent? Like, I know it's not going to happen, but are you really pushing this as an idea? No, I, I get it. I, I get it. I was just I was just pointing out that it is it's not it's not it's, no, it's, it's not I like know, the craziest thing to have it at a college campus. We, I, we have at least seen it for for at least a little while. And like 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 you said, Dustin, the the walls have definitely come crumbling down at this point. I expect that we're going to see these deals all over the place. I cannot imagine. Yeah, I think I think I set the number of number of bowl games that will have sportsbook uh, sponsors at five. And yeah, half. I wouldn't. Not this, not this year, but over, over whatever, five year horizon. Right. Wouldn't, wouldn't surprise me in the least, but I mean, the Superdome just gets renamed the Caesar Superdome down in New Orleans. I mean, like it, it is, it is all, it is all coming. There's no doubt about all that. Motor City Bowl's got it. I mean, Michigan's got to get, like, who's, who's not going to get like MGM or Fandle's going to get that, right? Yeah. What about the, the lawnmower bowl? What was that bad boy lawnmowers? I think we could do something with that, right? Oh yeah. Or something or whatever. And then there was the mayonnaise bowl as well. Like the mayonnaise bowl certainly certainly could use yeah yes the, oh yeah oh yeah oh come on mayonnaise and sports betting go together like peanut butter and jelly yeah like certainly there should be a sports betting sponsor that would be willing to step in over a mayonnaise company that i'd never heard of that i actually had to google and find out that it's actually just a midwest <laughs> mayonnaise I, who knew who knew there was even midwest mayonnaise like but why don't just There's call midwest. it the midwest mayonnaise bowl i'd tune into that <laughs> there it is the midwest mayonnaise bowl for sure guys uh, as always everything we talk about here on the pod run over to legalsportsreport.com read the full articles in written form it is awesome awesome work adam and the team are doing over there and of course as i said at the top you can follow these guys on Twitter for free at Dustin Galker at Adam Candy. Two E's, no Y. For Adam, for Dustin, I'm Matt. Talk to you guys next week. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.